Welcome to CEO Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with me. I have Sean Hackett. He is the president of Hackett Financial Advisors. Sean, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mr. Yorba. Really appreciate to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, my pleasure. All right, give our audience some background on you, and then I want to get into uh, capital flows for ag futures and a few other questions I have for you. I mean, our primary mission, Mr. Yorba, is to help producers, ag producers, ag end users use uh, our capital flows indicator and long-term weather cycles to time their hedging transactions so that their business can succeed and, and, and perform well over the long term. And that's really why we do what we do. We're passionate about it. And we just have to be entering into a really unique period for weather cycles that really should be uh, firing markets up here as they've already been starting to see this year. And we think that's a uh, it's a unique opportunity to be in the business of ag price forecasting and ag, ag hedging. So, I've been in the investment industry uh, since 1980. I started in the futures industry. So after looking at uh, the long-term up cycles, the long-term down cycles, and what we're dealing with right now, I got a feeling that you're going to be a lot more active as we go into the future. But let me um, back up a minute and talk to our audience about how you use capital um, flows in ag futures and to, to become better hedgers of what could in in the long term or even the medium term turn into quite um, a, a volatile market as we go forward. Well, we've always taken the idea that the insiders in corn or in soybeans or in wheat know more collectively than any one person, including myself, can know on a global basis. So what we did many, many years ago was develop an algorithm that handpicks certain pieces of the commitment of traders report that comes out every Friday from the government. And then we've been able to utilize that data, normalize it against open interest so we can compare today to 10 years ago, to 20 years ago, to 30 years ago, and then work on each particular market has its own DNA, its own situation where certain buying creates a buy signal so a livestock producer might want to buy corn or you know certain selling that reaches a sell signal in corn where a farmer should be should be selling and so we've defined this correlation over the past 40 years of when these signals trigger buy signals and sell signals and when there's greater volatility we get far more of these signals that farmers and producers can take advantage of uh, to their to, you know, to their long-term advantage and that's really really where we feel many people in my business lack that specialty or that ability to really do that and give the farmer an edge uh in a world that uh, is being more and more driven by computer trading algorithmic trading and such forth and so on so your smart money algorithm is actually putting a technical slant on something so baseline fundamental in the in the industry watching what industry insiders are actually doing whether they're hedging or they're adding or 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 or, or they're lightening their their commitments am i get that right 
That's absolutely correct. And when that selling or that buying reaches a certain threshold that we've identified that over 40 years has meant topping pattern or bottoming pattern, that's a place where our customers can come in or we make recommendations with them to hedge you know, over the longer term. What has been your thought in regards to the various market sectors, whether it's grains, it's meats, it's softs, things of that nature, in regards to the changing weather patterns? Because they're inc- we're, we're obviously seeing increased volatility due to weather. I wanted to get a feeling for what your indicators are telling you on more of a, a macro scale, not, not so much of a micro scale. We follow uh, a lot of cycles, Mr. Yorba, but one cycle we really, really follow closely is the solar cycle. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, know, the sun has an 11-year cycle where where it goes from very few sunspots to a lot of sunspots, and it keeps doing this over and over again. But every 220 years, we go through a period of 30 or 40 years where the overall amount of sunspots are dramatically lower. And when that happens and we get less solar radiation hitting the atmosphere, more cosmic rays entering the atmosphere, it dramatically changes the upper level wind patterns, the jet stream from a zonal flow to a more meridional flow or flow that goes from north to south. And we get much greater weather volatility, floods, droughts, bomb cyclones, um, polar vortices, all these things we've been sort of hearing in the news in the last year are all really a part of this bigger cycle of the sunspot cycle of lower sunspots impacting upper wind flows. And from our research, this pattern is only going to get more volatile over the next 10, 20, and 30 years. And as such, we're going to, we're going to have to be marketing our grain, buying our feed in, in much different ways than we've been accustomed to. You know, when the weather was more normal, where we had an occasional bad weather problem, but not a sustainable weather volatility cycle like we believe we've just entered into. Give me an example, a generic strategy that's going to fit this changing weather pattern. Well, for example, so here we are in the United States and we've just had literally the worst planting season, the most delayed planting season in 120 years. So when we look out ahead, what a farmer would normally do is he would normally say, okay, I'm going to go sell my entire uh, old crop, my entire new crop, uh, you know, lock in the price and be happy with it. What we're saying is because this is not a one-off year, we get one bad year and everything's good th- thereafter. What we're suggesting is that farmers do more something more like this, using put options in this instance to lock in a floor and keep his upside open and not making the typical amount of percentage of cash sales that he typically would under a normal marketing plan. We feel we want our producers to keep the top side open as much as possible we understand there's going to be periods of down. We understand there's going to be some downside volatility that they're going to want to avoid. And we think that the put option route in this case is a great way for the farmer to make sure he doesn't get caught, but still be able to participate in a much larger move. So, for example, when we had the big move from 2006 to 2008, we went from two and a half dollar corn all the way up to eight. So many farmers sold two to three years out two and a half dollar corn and were delivering two and a half dollar cash corn, you know, two years later when the cash mark was seven dollars plus, we do not want to see our customers, you know, repeat that mistake and and we want to make sure that they're able to benefit going forward and, and, and lock in and be able to get full advantage of that upward price volatility that we think we're just in the early stages of. 
So for the layman to interpret that for people who aren't in tune with what you just said, I'm taking it to, to mean that we, in an overall trend, are potentially entering into a new bull phase for your basic supply commodities, the grains, meats, so on. Am I, am I getting that right with you? Absolutely. I mean, certainly the two primary uh, features of up cycles and down cycles in ag markets are weather uh, volatility and currency volatility. Right now, the weather volatility is kicking up and it's the primary force that drives uh, prices higher. And there's other cycles that would suggest that the dollar, uh, US dollar cycle is also gonna be turning down. And if we can get weather and the US dollar both moving in the bullish direction, that's how you get the kind of big moves that we've seen throughout history in ag markets. So yeah, it really does mean more shortages, more upward volatility, um, and, um, and, and higher food prices overall. Wow. So if we were to use that uh, in, a, in a plan, not just a hedger, but actually a speculator would be able to take advantage of some of these services that you offer by just sitting still. You can invest in commodities now instead of just trading them to, to be able to have a longer term strategy that can actually offset what you're not going to see in the other types of investments that you're making. Am I getting that correct? Well, yes, and the one thing about agricultural markets, Mr. Yorba, is that they're very non-correlated to stocks, non-correlated to real estate, non-correlated to the bond market. I mean, they really have an independent streak that can help someone get an outperformance against other asset classes. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we do believe that there's times to trade and there's times to position for a longer term move. We think where we are right now is time to position for a longer term move and once we get there, being more a more active trader would be more in line. But right now, we think someone should just be positioning for what's to come because we're still so cheap in ad prices that we move so very little or you know yet that the that the, the bigger upside here is to not miss the bigger trend for right now. Yeah, all you have to do is start reducing the amount of leverage you're dealing with, and you can withstand the swings. Wow, brilliant! Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's, there's, there's ETFs now that we didn't have 10 years ago that you can use, corn ETFs, overall grain ETFs, soft market ETFs. And so for those that, you know, are not, you know, big on the futures and options, that's not something they're comfortable with. There's still ways for them to play this through the ETF route um, and, 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 and still uh, allow, you know, allow them to participate if the futures and options route is just not something they're comfortable with. Got it. Sean, thanks for being a guest on today's show. Really enjoyed it. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much and, and look forward to being back sometime. Thank you so much. You got it. All right. You've been working with, watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.